we go. This is it. Episode number 244 of No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson. I'm the host. We're at Acme Comedy Company here in Minneapolis. Uh, why? Because this is their podcast. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Circle of Heat, as always, for letting us play your music there at the beginning. Those two chuckles you just heard, I think I just heard too, and I think you did too. That was Brian Miller and Martha Kelly, and they are here with me because uh, they had nothing better to do. Actually, I think I broke up their writing session along with the other two participants in Crash and Burn. And what did you two get yourself into? Let's just start right there. Um, you know, uh, I was pretty nervous. I've been bugging Tim about being on the show for a really long time because I really wanted to do it. And then, you know, he said I could do it. And then about two months ago, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I have to do it now. How long have you known that you were going to do this years? I got. I think it was like... After last year's, I got Tim liquored up. Well, <laughs> you don't get Tim liquored up. You're just <laughs> here, and Tim got liquored up. Um, and so uh, Tim uh, was drinking some scotch, and I got him to pinky swear promise that I could do one, and uh, he stuck to it. But it was fun. I, I was I was super nervous last night. Me too, yeah. Yeah, I was definitely feeling it. I haven't been that nervous in quite a while. Have you uh, – how about you, Martha? Did, where, how did you get involved? Um, Tim, uh, Facebook messaged me last year, like, uh, before Thanksgiving, I think. And, um, so after you were here doing your week at Acme. Yeah. And I was like, it sounds like a great idea on paper when it's <laughs> six months away. That sounds great. And then I just, a couple months ago would started making no, maybe more than that, maybe like three or four months ago, I started um, a note in my phone where anytime I had an idea that might make a joke, I would just put it in there. And then I didn't go through that and try to actually make those into jokes until we met all met last night before the show. And then I was like, this is all garbage. <laughs> I was like, I'm, like, I'm got a lot garbage. of premises here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These are all premises. I don't have any punchlines. I don't know what I'm going to do, but but um it just en- it ended up being really fun. Super fun. Have you have either of you ever done anything like Crash and Burn? And I guess I should say for people who don't know, you guys are doing 20 minutes. You're coming up today or I guess lat- today's Wednesday. So yeah. we've had one night in we're one night in and you're starting with all new material yep have you ever done anything like this no it's actually i mean in a way what's great but in a way it's very artificial in the sense that like i don't know why you would ever if you had 10 new minutes of material i don't know why you wouldn't just work on that 10 until you got your next 10 yeah well normally you wouldn't have a like a 20 minute chunk of time to just do new material like where are you gonna get that yeah if good point giving you 20 minutes you probably need to do some you're getting paid. If you're getting paid, you can. It's not that you can't work on something kind of new, but you don't just be like I'm just gonna go workshop for 20 minutes. So you guys just sit tight. Yeah, you know? it is yeah. a really unique thing, especially I for I, a, yeah, I love a paying doing audience. And I love doing. I, I I get bored with my old jokes, but it's usually you, you're like you're excited about this. You work on some stuff, and so you go like, all right, I'm gonna go up there, talk to the crowd for a minute, do a couple things, and it'll work. Work in the new jokes. Hope they go well. Do okay. something good. Close it out, and that's how you work on new material. So the idea of not having that padding around it. Yeah. It's pretty intense. And not having yeah. that safety net of like, well, if it's all going bad, you can go to your old closer. Right. <laughs> but of yeah. course, Tim has a rule. There's no going back to the... Uh... Oh, that's the whole point. Yeah. And I, I had, did you have anybody ask you if you were going to like cheat? Um, 
No, but I didn't talk about it with uh, a lot of people because uh, I guess I just, I t- yeah, I didn't talk about it with, with a lot of people. I'm, I'm a dud. <laughs> no, you're not. Well, Stop I would, it, I Martha. About it, I had a couple people like, because I was in St. Louis last week, and someone was like, uh, so, you know, you could... You're in St. Louis. No one will know. You could test a couple of those things out. I was right. like, "Wait, who's saying this to you? Other comics?" Uh, yeah, another comic. Or uh, uh, my buddy Bob. San- oh, he, my buddy Bob Sansevier, the uh, um, the great uh, local sports writer. And Never the, heard of him. Who's know? this? <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Of course, yeah. Sansevier was. He's like, "You gonna you gonna test it out? You gonna t- you gonna test it out?" And I was like, "No, no, no. I'm really like, that's not the game. Like, right. you know, there's the if you, I don't know why you would want to do Crash and Burn if to some degree the challenge didn't appeal to you. Yeah." Didn't yeah. you ever cheat in school? Yeah. But here's the thing. I didn't choose to go to school. They made me take math. Oh, good point. This was my choice. And I could have just written new material and done it at open mic and whatever. Like, I wanted to do this. But like you said about, you know, was it, it creeps up and you start thinking. It's like you start realizing, I don't know if I wanted to write 20 new minutes. I want, it to, I want to have written 20 new right. minutes. Like You're, you're most fantasizing yeah. about, like, May when you're like, imagine right. after I worked on all that 20 new minutes, it's going to be so awesome. Yeah. For sure. It's a great idea in the abstract. But then it turns out to be really fun, and uh, yeah, it's been good. What was fun. the order you guys did? I'm going to come to the show tonight. So are we doing I'm the same excited. order tonight? Are you second again tonight? I don't remember. Well, Slagle's first at all the shows. Right, he sort of he the, hosts. Yeah, sets so everything up. Slagle sets it up and you know everything. And so... Uh, I, have an, I have a picture of the order in my phone, but my I'm last, yeah, there. again. I was last last night, and I'm last again tonight. Oh. Everybody goes, everybody, the, it breaks down basically that everybody gets a shot at each spot. So I open two, I close two, and I middle two. Oh, okay. And there's seven shows, and there's one random one. Yeah. What, is there, is it just, a, are there any, so there's no, like, feature in MC, like, no, Tim's I'm, the MC, and you get, you guys are all filling all those I think roles, that's what's correct? ballsy about the concept, is if I, if I came up with the concept... Of course, Tim wants to do it, and he wouldn't get to do it. But like, if I came up with the concept, I'd be like, okay, we're going to get an MC to do 15 regular. Then we'll do this, and then we'll have a closer. But it wouldn't be the same. I like that the yeah. whole show is – and every, I mean, it went really well, I thought. Yeah. Overall, like, like the audience wasn't twiddling their thumbs for most of it. People really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was super fun. I thought everybody did great. Was there a writing? I like when I got here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to tell you two, but you guys were doing some little writing session there mm-hmm. with the other two people, yep. uh, Emily, Galati, and Tim. Uh, was there anything? What led? Was there anything la- yesterday before the show? I mean, I, Martha said you guys got together, but was there any? How did everything start last night? Like, was there any? I, you guys are you know putting together jokes just now, helping each other. Was there we, anything? Any of that before the first one? Well, you know, Emily and I write together every week. Um, and we have for years. Yeah. So Emily and I had worked on all of my jokes. It's almost I, there's a couple I hadn't run by her yet, but we'd worked on all that stuff already. In fact, I was <laughs> the only downside because it was supposed to be Patrick Keene was going to be here. Yes. And he had um, who's a great a good buddy of mine, and he had a family emergency. I hope, I hope everyone all the Keens are doing well. Um, but he had to drop out at the last minute, so Emily came in very late, and. I was a little bummed because my secret weapon was going to be that no matter who I was writing with, I could go back to the hotel and call Emily and get her input. <laughs> right. like, well, I already had Emily's input. It's just Emily. I talked to her. She writes my jokes every week, you know? So I was, everyone's going to be like, man, he's going back to the hotel and coming up with some great new stuff. <laughs> but what? no, the first night, and I liked that. I liked that, that we didn't really, it was fun just get, like, 
this is just what each person just kind of came up with of their own accord. And now yeah. we're all kind of chipping in and building on it. And, okay. And I still need to go back. I feel like I can write for a couple hours by myself today. I need to I need to work on mine too. But yeah, it seemed like before la- before the show last night, each of us was just nervously going over what we were going to talk about to ourselves and, mm. you know, working on it. Different th- nerves than a normal show, I'm assuming. Yeah, because I because like um Brian was saying, if you in a normal show it's only when you're brand new at comedy and you're only doing open mics that maybe your whole set is stuff you've never tried before. But even then, it's at most seven minutes. Yeah. And so normally, you just will have a couple that you want to try and you'll do um, stuff you've done before to open and close and in the middle, try new stuff. But to go out with 20 minutes that you've never tried before, I just w- felt like... This could all be bad, and then I'll be on stage being a terrible comedian for 20 minutes, (laughs) which is really (laughs) not something that you normally would ever... You know, if you're you're a terrible... If you're 20 minutes worth of terrible, you wouldn't... No one would be giving you 20 minutes. You wouldn't have gotten past five minutes, so it's really scary, but but also exciting, you know? How much... uh, Like, Brian, when you come here on a Monday night for open mic, what's the most time you're going to get... Uh, ten minutes if you're the clo- if you're closing the show. Um, seven minutes. You pretty much have to work here to get seven minutes. Uh, if you're an open mic, you're three to five. Yeah. But a lot of times you get a five minutes, but never usually never less than five. But if you get like five minutes, usually I don't I don't do a lot of old jokes here. You know, I mean, right. it might be something you're working on a tag or here or there. But for the most part, it's like no, you just go up and do your new five. Yeah. But it's just five. And the difference between five and twenty is just everything. And a paid audience versus an open mic yeah. is also so different. Sure. The expectation level. I mean, I feel like these people paid money. I, I got to make sure this is like kind of good. Yeah. Since you, Martha, since you are, the nerves are already there, I'm going to say this, and I don't think it's going to make it worse. But realistically, like if you look at it like this, you you recorded uh, your Comedy Central half hour, right? right? Like within the last year. Yeah, last July. And how much did material did you do for that? I did about twenty four minutes. Twenty four minutes. Twenty at most twenty five, but. Um, yeah, I didn't have I didn't have the full thirty, and luckily they edited it down to like twenty two anyway. So I just barely made it. <laughs> I barely made it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's just barely more than you are doing here yeah. this week. That's amazing. But that's what's so thrilling about this is like normally. Um, if I didn't have to do 20 minutes, if I hadn't agreed to it, I don't have to, but if I hadn't said I would do it, then I would have had all these notes, and every time I do a show, I would have been like, that's not funny, I'm not going to try, I'll work on it later, and just not try stuff, and then this makes you try everything, and so it's really great, because if, if even half of it isn't terrible... Then that's more than I would have done in twice as long. Right, right. Like next week, uh, for both of you guys, you'll be back on the road somewhere doing normal gigs, I'm assuming? I'll be out of the country. You'll be out of the country? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm taking my wife to France. What? Yeah. Actually, she's taking me, but... To France? Yeah. It's our 10-year anniversary, so... Congrats! Yeah. I'm a little bummed, actually, just the way the timing worked out, because I, I feel like I'm going to come out of this week and like want to like work on all this stuff right. in chunks. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to have to go 10 days without doing comedy. 
There's I, clubs yeah. there. Yeah, I don't know that that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she wants me to do that. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to. Actually, it's funny. I was just thinking about trying to maybe hook up a, a feature set or two at clubs that I've worked before that normally I headline. See if they throw me an extra because I'm now. If, once I can get to this twenty, and I, I've written about another new five or seven in the last month. I was like, oh man, if I could get somebody to give me a twenty-five minute feature week, you know, here yeah. and there, like I could, and then I wouldn't feel bad about only doing this stuff. Like if I'm headlining, ah, it's gonna have to. You're headlining; it's got to yeah. be really good. But like this, I think I can hand this up to feature, up to feature snuff, you know, and 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 start running it just as a set. And my, I mean, my goal is definitely for this to become the bones of my new headline set. Yeah. Okay. I'm tired of my old jokes. I'm. You said that twice now. Yeah, I'm getting close to recording them. Uh, I think, uh, and, and I then that will them. put them to bed. And then, just huh? put them to bed. And this way, I would have, you know, theoretically, I'd have at least 25 brand new, and hopefully by the time the recording comes out, I have a whole new headline set. And yeah, there you go. Yeah, nice. I just need to change. I really I don't know about you, Martha. Well, you do you have a different kind of structure because you have shorter jokes, so maybe it's easier to like. Maybe it's just more fluid. Does the at least for me? For, I I have a bad habit of um I mix it up in the middle a lot. But like the bones of my set, I have kind of a narrative in my headline, and right. so it kind of inher- necessarily starts with one thing, and it necessarily closes with another. And there's some stuff I need to do in the middle in a middle right. point. And so I've realized that like I've written a lot of different jokes, but the bones have really stayed the same for like enough time that I'm, I'm like I got. But I have to get rid of the whole structure. That's what's hard. It, like that's the leap. Yeah, I've. Um, I've, in order to do the 24 minutes, um, I did, uh, every joke I'd ever written that didn't, that didn't completely bomb. Mm. I mean, I had to, it's like, it's like if you went somewhere and you had to wear, I'm not good at analogies, just like everything in your closet that fits, even if it's not your favorite. Mm. And, um, and <laughs> I uh, love that analogy, but uh, you know. Maybe a quarter to a third of them were like jokes I was doing the first couple years I started comedy. Wow. <laughs> so um, I'm super tired of all of my jokes. And that's part of why this is so fun is like, God, if you if I can do this, then after this is over, maybe I maybe I'll be more inclined to try new stuff every week. And a lot of it will be garbage, but sometimes it won't be maybe. And then. Then I don't have to do my like fifteen-year-old jokes anymore. <laughs> how you often know? are you do it? Like, you know, not including this week, but how often are you trying to throw in new stuff in a set? I hardly ever do. Really? I mean, I mean, maybe if I hadn't known this was coming up, I might have. But I, I only moved back to Austin last week, and living in LA, I don't um, want to do any new jokes at any of the shows there because. Um, I'm really intimidated by the sh- if it's an open mic it's different but if it's like a showcase which most of the shows in in LA or New York I guess are like um, showcases in the sense that people expect you to do your best stuff yeah and I'm okay. not comfortable trying some people who are better at it than me will try new stuff at shows like that but I don't so it's only I don't did I uh, did I even answer your <laughs> yes, question? Yes, yeah. absolutely. I've hit a wall of uh, um, getting up early and going to bed late. Yeah, you, you had an intense, more intense media schedule than me today, I think. But it's not. It was it was fun, but I just I couldn't get to sleep right away last night, and then got up kind of early. But it's because bad. your pets aren't here with you. 
yeah, they aren't here to relax me into taking a nap, I guess. <laughs> but the one thing this has made me appreciate is that like I do a fair amount of new stuff because I get bored really easily. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, I could be writing a lot more. Like, there's the only reason I've written as much as I've written is because I knew I had to do this twenty. But it's like, right. yeah, but. I mean, I mean, it's not like I've been, you know, like, honey, I won't see you for three weeks. I got to go down to the basement and write. I mean, I've just been writing right. for like a couple hours a day. I mean, it's like, yeah, I could probably do this more often. You know, so I'm hope- yeah. hopefully I will carry that sure. habit over. Get some better Not habits. that I don't normally. I write some, but like, <laughs> and that's one of the reasons I like writing with Emily. She's very determined. And so since we, you know, every week or maybe every two, we do a phone call joke writing session. So it's like, I mean, sometimes Emily will call and I'm like, I haven't worked on anything new, but I'll help you with your stuff. Maybe it'll jar my. But but then you feel kind of embarrassed. It's like you're coming to a swap meet and you don't have anything to swap. You know, yeah. you, 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 you oh, yeah. feel kind of dumb. So I have a, um, I do fiction writing too, and I have a, a writers group with some really uh, great guys, and um, that's also helpful because you just you have that. It's an artificial deadline, but one that's imposed a little outside of your, you know. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't quite have the discipline to just do it for myself. <laughs> like I need that's someone the to hardest. hold me accountable. <laughs> that's you know, the hardest. Like, it's, that's like the next level up. It's like I don't mean there's no penalty if I show up to a writer's workshop without a new story. Yeah. But you know, you feel kind of dumb. <laughs> Everyone else did. Yeah. Right. Or they're faking it. Well. Yeah. Do you have an Emily in your life, Martha? Or somebody you uh, bounce things off of? No, I just uh, I just do open mics when I'm try when I'm going to try new stuff because I I feel like every time I've ever tried to test a joke on somebody it's terrible and so i just stopped doing it although this is different this is kind of fun when we all get together but it's but it starts with us just watching each other's sets Mm -hmm. rather than like last night before the show we didn't really run our jokes by each other so i don't i don't have anyone i do that with but this has definitely made me w- want to do that more, for sure. Do uh, Did you two know each other before this week? Nope. Never met? Nope. Okay. No, because I was out of town when you were here right. last time. Because it wasn't, what, six months ago, maybe? Yeah. I think it was the beginning of August, but I, it could have been the end of July. I can't remember. It was. We, I think we actually headlined within like a month of each other. It was pretty close. But yeah, I was, I was out of town when you were here last time, and so I didn't get to see you. And that was the first yeah. time you'd been here in a little while, right? In like probably like 14 years. Well, there you go. <laughs> a little yeah. while. Just a little while, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. I watch, uh, time, of course, yeah. I've, 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 I've seen Baskets, so I was familiar. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a yeah. That's a if you haven't seen it, I'll, she's not going to plug it. I'll plug it. It's real good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. I'd yeah, I've seen your, your comedy online, and I, I like I like your jokes. But in, and do you know? Are you friends with Wendy Liebman from L.A. at all? Uh, no, I know I know who she is. I'm a fan. I met her, but but she probably wouldn't remember. <laughs> remember? She's but. she's great. But you 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 have you you have similar. Slightly different, but similar kind of joke writing minds. I think and she's a she's just a tremendous joke writer. Oh yes. yeah, she's so she's really great. Yeah, I saw on a side note. I saw she put uh, Pat did one of her shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in the uh, old Sulch. I'd love to see that. Getting some stage time in L.A. That's really good. Uh, so you guys just met, and uh, how did you know Slagle? Where my wife's calling. I didn't. He just um he messaged me. And then I actually messaged my friend. And said, who the hell's Tim Slagle? Why is well, he messaging me? <laughs> no, I, I, well, kind of. My I'm friends with uh, Maggie Ferris, who's a oh, comedian yeah. here. 
I've known her since way back when I sure when I met Andy, Richie, and Isaac and those guys. And uh, I just messaged her and said, "What it, have you heard of this week? What do you oh, okay. do you think it would be good if I did it?" And um, and she was like, "Yeah, everyone I know who's done it has been really happy they did it." And uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I met Tim. I, we didn't even, we never even talked on the phone. We just met yesterday. Oh wow! So yeah. Well, I think uh, I wonder. I'm, I'm, I'm missing maybe Lewis or somebody recommended you somebody who would be a you know. Good, well, you know, your writing is so good. So, so I'm so glad that he asked me to do it because there's no way I would have worked on all that, all those jokes. And uh, yeah, it, uh, we had one non um, crash and burn interaction right after the election when I posted like, "Can somebody please talk me down from the ledge of thinking this is Armageddon?" And then he messaged me. And was, I specifically wanted people who weren't liberal like myself because i didn't know am i panicking uh and overreacting or is this really the end of the world (laughs) and he sent sent me a really a very helpful message that was like this is not armageddon we all need one of those people let's be honest yeah (laughs) we all need one of those people yeah and i'm laughing only because it's um, Amazing that we have to ask those questions. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, is, it is weird <laughs> like, to even pop to ponder it. Like, that's what, because it was, I was talking, somebody, uh, well, Bob actually was like, well, you're a super liberal. And I was like, well, I'm not really. I'm not even that political. And he's like, but you're so upset about Trump. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't have been this upset if Mitt Romney won. I would have yeah. really, I would have woken up the next day and been like, oh, well, hmm, not that far off. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even, even George W., I wasn't, I felt, really sad and made me alarmed when he won but i didn't think this is he might start a nuclear war i just thought um you know maybe things will things will go kind of bad for just whatever liberals i think are at least myself i think of democrats as being the ones who kind of try to expand social pro programs that at least their intention is to help people who don't start with the same advantages as those who are very advantaged. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't, I can't prove that those programs work. I mean, that, that's a fine debate for conservatives and liberals to have, whether or not those things work. That's, there's nothing to me um, inherently evil about someone saying, I don't think they work, and here's what I think would work better. But it's the whole thing of that where it just seems like it's screw the poor mm-hmm. or or uh you know whatever stuff that seems hateful where you're like <laughs> this is it's terrifying no one can argue that uh sesame street and mr rogers had positive influences on their lives yeah they experience yeah. them like, at all you uh, cannot argue that yeah done the, the, and the problem always seems to be a brown person right doesn't it seem like it's always mm-hmm. like oh the mexicans are doing this or oh it's the refugees yeah. or it's like it's, it's when people say like there's no racism like then how come the problem always seems to be defined as a brown person now yeah. mm-hmm. like that's not a coincidence <laughs> no yeah uh-uh. it's so it that that Gross. felt really i do suspect that trump is not a white supremacist and that he just <laughs> was trying to be an opportunist. Yep. Um, but that's, you know, so maybe he is now being sort of browbeaten into backing off of that stuff. 
Um, but it's still, it was more sad of like millions of people just said to immigrants and gay people, um, we don't care about you. Yeah. You can go to hell. And that's super sad. Ex- extremely. I, uh, did you see that, uh, Speaking of that, that Barry Manilow's name was trending today on social media. He came out, right? He came out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> good for him. But like, yeah, yeah. I, was, <laughs> you know I, I didn't mean? know. Like, I didn't know he wasn't out before. But I, didn't I, I did I didn't know either. the song Mandy was originally about a dog named Brandy, and really? that is not a joke. And that makes me cry more when I hear that song. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I just got a little chest away. <laughs> oh. um, that this oh, dog so came cute. and gave without taking, and he sent her away. Can you think oh. of anything sadder oh. than sending away a sweet dog? Oh. I might cry on the podcast. It's so- <laughs> That's the only mic. I will not watch uh. movies where dogs and cats are hurt. Yeah, me like, neither. I just won't. Oh. I, I just, yeah. That's my nope. And that anybody who tells me their pet just died instantly, I get a lump in my chest. I'm like, I'm gonna start to cry. I don't even know this person. I never met their dog, but my yeah. uh, wife sent me a text this morning to let me know that she made a uh, doctor's appointment for our cat on Saturday. Aww. It's not bad. She, okay. She has. Okay. She sn- is sneezing a lot. Oh, little kitty. Gotta get that checked out. No, yeah. my kitty cold. My kitty cat cold. just had his tooth pulled, and then it took him, it took us a while to get him. He, he he wasn't one to eat. It was a whole thing. I'm a, I'm a very finicky cat guy. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that about well, you. Well, I mean, I, I would say I just I like cats. I like cats and dogs. I would like to have a dog if I had a yard too. Yeah, me, me too. Indoor cats are you know, are my guys. Had to get a tooth pulled. So yeah, he's soft 13. food. Yeah, soft food for a couple of weeks. Yeah. His name is R. Buckminster Fuller. He's named yeah. after the uh, scientist. <laughs> Physicist. Well, our cat, Hello. our cat's named Meow Meow. So we wanted, we took a different path. <laughs> I love it. I love cats and dogs. And Meow Meow has the sniffles. So I don't know what they do for that. Some emergency or something. Something that's expensive. They <laughs> might correct. give you antibiotics because I had a cat with a respiratory infection once, and they gave me like a little eyedropper with with the oral antibiotic to give her. Well, I can tell you what my wife's solution was the other night. I came upstairs. I had been downstairs watching. I was watching the, you know, national championship basketball game sure. on Monday night. I went upstairs. My wife had been up there for a few hours, and uh, the doors to the bathroom were closed. I'm like, why are the, both doors to the bathroom closed? I opened it up, and it's boom. The steam hits me in the face and just about knocked me over. She had turned the bathroom into a steam room. For, for the, the cat, kitty. <laughs> like she closed the doors, didn't put the vent on, put the heat, the the shower running. It was so steamy in there that the walls were were soaked. Wow! I'm like, wow. honey, I don't know if this is a good idea for the house, but you know, uh, I, I hope just, it helps the cat. I that guess. makes me think of uh, something, and I'm going to do this weekend. Um, anytime I'm in a hotel, after I do in every hotel I'm in. Uh, as soon as I get out of the shower and it's all steamy, I write red rum on the mirror <laughs> so that then the next person, yes. when they take a shower, red rum will appear on the mirror. I'm like, like that's going to amuse. If it gets one person every year, it makes me very happy. Brian, next one? That stuff lasts sometimes for months. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. no, I, do, I do it every single time. One time my wife was in a hotel and she came and she goes, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, just my thing. Said, what do you mean you do this every week? Like, I travel a lot, you know. <laughs> A harmless prank. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Let uh, Martha, we have you here. We have to talk about baskets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, you just start. No, um, season two's done. 
Yes. Season two yeah. wrapped. Our uh, last episode was in March. A couple weeks ago. A couple yeah. weeks ago. And a third season is happening. Yes. Correct? Yeah. There might be a writer's strike. And if so, what? We're dealing with that back. again? Um, uh, what's that? We, we might have another one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess they're, uh, we're supposed to find out probably by May 1st. The Guild supposedly is going to... I'm not in the Writers Guild, I just, but I heard from our um, producers that if there's a writer's strike, because they haven't started our writer's room yet, Okay. so it might push it back, and um, which I would just then get to kind of spend more time on stand-up in Austin, which wouldn't be bad, but... Yeah. Um, I have no idea what they're going to do for season three. I'm, I'm excited. I was um, very excited when I saw the season two scripts. I thought it was more upbeat of a season okay. than the first one and sweet. And I got to do some fun stuff. And so. I, I, you're a fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just came on Hulu. I just started watching the first season a few weeks ago because I'm a Hulu. I don't have TV. And I was like, I'd heard so much about it. And yes. I was like, and, I, and I, you know, a lot of times, especially with sitcoms, you watch the, I think, well, it's not a sitcom. It's more than that. But, you know, any comedy and any pilot, the first episode, usually it's a lot of laying pipe. And you, you have to yeah. kind of like watch a couple to get into it. And that was one of those shows, uh, kind of like when I watched the Mad Men pilot. It was like the first episode. And you just go, ooh, this is interesting. Like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't take any time to get into it. I'm glad you brought. I'm glad you said that about uh, Hulu and wait, you know, having to wait to mm-hmm. catch it on there. I see everything late, basically. Yeah. Like, it's being part, Martha, being part of a show like that that's weekly. But, I mean, the truth is... A lot of people, I'm like days away from cutting the cord finally from satellite. Uh, and then I'm going to go to, you know, basically on demand stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I may not see the next season for another year and a half or, you know, who knows? When, when, right. Once it's finally on Hulu or Amazon Prime or wherever it ends up. It's the way right. of the future, though. Yeah, you know? does, does that watch yeah. TV now? I mean, how do I don't even know what I'm asking exactly, but it's, you know, that's got to be strange. You know, like they're. You know, what are ratings anymore? You know, weekly ratings versus, you know, a show could have a huge following, but people aren't seeing it for a year after it's new. But if you think about it, though, like with book, I mean, like with fiction, it's not like, well, that book came out last year. You can't read it. I think people are taking TV more like that almost where it's like, oh, man, there's this author. He's written a couple books. I read one of them and I'm going to go back and read the old ones or, you know, Jillian Flynn has a new one. Maybe I'll read it right when it comes out. Maybe I'll wait a year. Mm -hmm. It's still going to be a great book when I read it. Yeah. 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 So I, I, yeah, I don't, especially with most shows, don't, especially comedies. It's like with Game of Thrones, you kind of got to watch it fresh or someone's going to tell you, oh, they killed the lady with the dragon or something, you know? But with yeah. most of those shows, well, you're watching it for the experience of it. And so, you, you know, it's not like it expires. It's not like it's, you know, true. It's like watching like a topical, like the Daily Show six months later. <laughs> yeah. I'm, ba- I'm, at, I'm catching up from November. They're, re- they're really good. <laughs> I hope this election works out okay. Oh, man. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see how they cover the posts. It's going to be amazing. Is it just curious? Is Baskets on Hulu Plus the one where you have to pay? I think it's all Hulu Plus now. I don't know. We oh, have Hulu. Okay. I mean, we pay like. Oh my gosh, we must pay like seven dollars a month or something. That's so great. It's I Hulu mean, I, and Netflix, yeah. Between yeah. the two of those, it's like twenty five dollars a month, and we get tons of great stuff. I have Netflix and Amazon Prime. Um, Amazon Prime, so that I could buy all four Chipmunks movies and watch them over and over again. There, but now there I'm are four. Get Hulu Plus, <laughs> yeah. The lo- the fourth one's 
sort of goes down a darker road, but <laughs> you're, you're a Squeakle fan. Uh, I this is maybe I should be embarrassed, but last night when I I couldn't get to sleep, so I watched um, part of the Squeakle to oh relax. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love it's that. so cute and ridiculous, and it's just relaxing because there it's this fake world that's supposed to be these um, made up creatures inserted into a realistic world Mm -hmm. but it's not a realistic world it's all everything's real simple good and evil and the evil guy isn't really even that bad and nothing really bad happens to anybody so it's a really relaxing it's just like watching puppy or kitten videos but but they talk Mm. and they sing (laughs) and they squeak they sing and they squeak god it's so cute (laughs) Were, were you a fan of the old cartoon, Chipmunks um, cartoons? I don't remember being a big fan. I've always liked their Christmas song because, again, oh my God, yes, it's adorable. Christmas, Christmas. Isn't that where they started? But before the yeah. cartoon, it was just the Christmas song. It was yeah. like a concept, not a novelty song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really there. It's really cute. I know it's at least the original. It j- was just a guy sitting alone in a studio with a voice synthesizer, but I still always imagined Baby Chipmunks when I would hear that song, you know? Mm. And it's just so cute. Yeah, you know what? I had an album when I was a kid that had that on there, a Christmas album that had that on there, and I, I did the same thing. Yeah, you picture them. Yeah, especially <laughs> at the end when they get mad and they want to sing it again and he won't agree to it. David! <laughs> <laughs> There's a new mad. Smurfs movie coming out. How, uh, how do you feel about that? I don't. That's sort of similar, isn't it? They're not as cute as Chipmunks. Not as cute as Chipmunks. But probably it'll be a cute, fun movie. I'm. I never. The Smurfs came. I think when I was a teenager. So I think you, maybe you had to be a, either be a little kid when they came out, or a parent with a little kid. Yeah. But I was at the age in between where you wouldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't watch them when, you know, when they were popular. How about uh, the Latin, like when you, when you were on this podcast last, whatever, was it July or August, whenever you were here, um, they, they had just, like the, they had just announced, I think within days before that, that you were shooting scenes for the next Spider-Man movie. I have a tiny part that may have been entirely cut out. There's no, I won't know until it comes out. That's but cool. But it, it was no, it was super. It was way, <laughs> it was way more of a part than I deserved to get. But it was. I'm definitely. I don't play Spider Man. <laughs> it's so. It well, it's was really. I play because they put it on their. Um, IMDb or whatever. Uh, it's not. I'm not breaking it. You can say no. Okay. Yeah, I play a character by the name of Washington Monument Security Guard. Oh. Uh, or no, Washington Monument Tour Guide Number One is my character name, and um, it was really fun. And I got to do a very small stunt that still what? terrified me. But I don't know if any of it will be in there. But it was really fun. It was in. They shot it in Atlanta, which was super fun. I'd never been there before. So when when was when was that filming then? Um, July, last July. Last July. Oh, okay. Yeah. So wait, wait. Did I had I just been there or was about to go there when we? I th- yeah. I don't think you'd done it yet. So this must I must have been here early July. Yeah. And then went there. It's all it's all fitting together now. Yeah. Yeah. I and think it so. Was, yeah, it was fun. 
Atlanta in the summer is super humid, but they have um, almost every day, it seemed like they would have a great thunderstorm in the afternoon. And I love storms, so it was fun. I can't believe you just said that. Because for some reason, uh, you know, like when I go like the few days, like two, three days leading up to the podcast, like I'm kind like this is my writing, you know, like I'm writing things I'm going to bring up on the podcast. That's 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 my writing sessions alone. And that's I can't believe you said that. That's actually something I was going to I don't even know why it came to me, but I was going to ask something about weather. Like, uh, do you enjoy bad weather, basically? Yeah, I love bad weather. That's, I, I really can't do. even believe that came up just now. <laughs> People from California are fascinated by bad weather. Yeah. Did you, where you grew up, did you guys ever get tornado warnings? Constantly. My, my, there was just a tornado by my dad's house a couple wow. weeks ago. Did you ever see any or funnel clouds when you lived there? Yeah, I was in, in a, a bit of a tornado. My mom taught at a community college, and I was, like, staying at her office for the day or something, and there was a, a tornado went through. I mean, and I remember we were sitting, and, and we could see these trees just slowly getting uprooted and rising out of the ground and oh falling over. God. What, you saw them? Oh, yeah. And there was I remember the, the image I remember, it was so cinematic. There was, like, a, you know, the American flag, the Illinois state flag, and, like, the college flag or something. And the it wasn't the American flag, but it was the Illinois state flag. It was, like, flapping and the breeze flapping and all of a sudden just bing it just like gets pulled off the thing and just like shoots off into nowhere and i just remember being like oh boy (laughs) this is getting intense wow that's terrifying i like to see the clouds rotate although i've never been in anything close to a tornado you gotta you gotta buddy up with one of these storm chasers that have like these you know militarized art you know armored jeeps or whatever where they follow the thing yeah i would like I would love to go storm chasing. Um, a lot of the people who do it professionally wouldn't want a dingling like me <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> um, and it's dangerous. Like if you if you pay, it's ridiculous. You can pay something like three to five thousand dollars to to go with professional storm chasers on a tour. Oh, you've um, researched this. I did. Um, oh, wow. But with those, they don't ever get you close to the tornado because of obviously liability sure. and stuff. But when people are doing it just for their own enjoyment or to get footage to sell, they can get dangerously close. Yeah. And, and a couple, like a father and son team, died a few years ago the, in a tornado. Oh, well, uh, storm chasers died like literally three, four days ago. Really? Yep. That what it was it was actually it was a car accident. It was two different sets of storm chasers following the same storm and one of them ran a stop sign. Boom. Oh, this no. was just a couple days ago. So it wasn't actually the storm that got him. Wow. Just saw that on the news. Mm. Well, on stop a, sign. Yikes. That's really sad, but on a happy note, <laughs> I think that Steve Bannon has been removed. Yes! Yes! <laughs> nice! I was hoping that, that bring it back up. I love you so much. But that's not a joke, right? I no. saw it on Twitter. Yeah. No. no, I saw Yeah, He's off the National Security Council. That's why I'm saying, like, I think Donald Trump at heart is just a guy who's like, I want to be the most, I want to be homecoming king. I want everyone to like me. Um, if I have to yell my way into getting you to like me, I will. And then, oh, it's not working. I'll try something else. I think I'm not. I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm. I'm definitely not defending him. But just that I had hoped, like he's gonna, he's gonna lose these people that everyone hates because he doesn't want everyone to hate him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. 
I thought you were <laughs> when you said that's really sad, but uh, I just heard the Steve Bannon's going to start storm chasing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted partly I wanted to verify that it wasn't someone's Twitter joke. I'm no, no, so it's glad legit. I read to it. Yeah. yeah, I saw it myself. Yeah, Maggie Haberman retweeted it. Must be true. Absolutely mm. uh, legit. Well, what was I going to? Oh, just one. I want to ask uh, about. I have a crash and burn question that uh, I want to ask, and that's. But you can never have asked this question of anybody else before. No, no. <laughs> this has to be an all original question. This is. Uh, no, I'm curious. Um, would you have preferred, both of you, would you have preferred to know well in advance that you were doing this like you did or like Emily Galati and find out within the last, what, 48 hours advance. or 24 hours? Yeah, I couldn't, do, I couldn't do what Emily's doing. I, would, I wouldn't have been able to write. No, there's no way. I mean, it was my 20 minutes has been stuff that's occurred to me over the course of months. So no way could I write the yeah. twenty in in even a week. Okay, I think I like could just because I well you, your jokes are so compact. Like I do a little more story form, so it's just it's easier to fill the space that way. You know, it's I'm kind of blathering up there sometimes. Whereas <laughs> everything Martha's getting's got a point to it. You know, I'm, I'm like follow Not me along true. with me, guys. <laughs> Nine or twelve sentences, I'm gonna get to something. Uh, but no, so I'm, there's no question. Like I mean, if Tim would have called me as a fallout, like I'm not saying I wouldn't have done it, but nah, mm-hmm. I would much prefer to have the time because I as like I said, I didn't. The other thing is, I probably would have wind up writing, writing a lot of topical jokes just to fill the time, like going to CNN and just, try, just trying to pull out t- subjects. But whereas my whole goal here was to like make this be like that, yeah, regular stand up stuff that I'm trying to put in, you know, that you can bring with you after this week. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I don't think I'm doing anything. I mean, maybe online here or there, but I'm not really doing anything that's like time contingent. Okay. That would have been impossible, it, I think, to come up with 20 minutes of like stuff about my life, you know, like yeah. longer kind of thought. Sure, stuff. Yeah. sure. Does uh, will politics get mentioned at all in the twenty minutes this week? Of my, not in mine. No. I mean, well, that's not true. No, I mean, I, I mean, I don't though. I, I don't do a lot of. It's funny people talk about political jokes, but like, you can have political content jokes or uh, without it being so. Steve Bannon. So you know, uh, uh, right. Betsy DeVos. It doesn't. I don't. I, I I like some specific stuff, but like to me, it's more interesting when you kind of try to get to the underlying issue, and especially in the era of Twitter and with the Daily Show and everything, it does really boy to be a truly topical comic joker. It's really hard because all that stuff just gets covered so hard, yeah. so fast, and he's like, so you almost have to do something that's going to be a little more you and a little a little more abstracted, so that it's. It's going to have some some legs to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Twitter or The Daily Show, um, they uh, they're if you're on Twitter, you're not risking um, bombing. And if you're on The Daily Show, you're not really either because the audience is there because they agree with your viewpoint. But any comedy club audience could have people that strongly disagree with your politics. Mm-hmm. And you'll and then if you alienate them and you have. 20 more minutes to do is <laughs> a nightmare and yeah. I've done that before I don't do a lot of political stuff but oof. and I think it's also different like if you do it just from an angle where it doesn't I mean people do whatever they want but I feel like if I do it I try not to come out of an angle of like these guys are the most strong these people are dumb if you think this you're dumb it's like trying to come right. out of from a little bit more of an empathetic perspective because like I'm going to bring everyone along mm-hmm. I don't like I, I, I will say generally don't really like 
to watch comedy where it's liberal comedy for liberal comedians or conservative comics. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just kind of choir preaching, and you kind of know the reaction to get. Like you know, that's that's just less interesting to me. Sure, sure. When you uh, when you guys, I just was reading something about social media and uh, like comics or anyway people that put stuff out there and hoping to get you know approval from likes or retweets or whatever and i've never done this i don't know i'm not i'm not a performer like that so i I guess i'm not concerned about it but people uh putting stuff out there and then like it like a tweet bombs and nobody likes it and then you go back and delete it i do that do you i mean it's just cleaning your twitter feed a little bit i mean here's the thing twitter is gross i don't like twitter I would love to not be on Twitter, but as you're a comic, you don't have to do it by any stretch, but it's a great way to promote your shows. It's like Facebook. I don't, I, I don't like Facebook either, but it's so easy. It's such a, such an easy way to promote. And so with Twitter, I don't, I mean, like, I don't, I don't, there's no honesty in it or whatever. So I just put a bunch of jokes on Twitter. That's pretty much all I use it for. And then, but I also know that sometimes people go through and read through your Twitter feed. So if there's something that's kind of dumb, yeah, I'll go prune it out. You do. There. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't consider that it's more just like I think it's stupid. Yeah. I don't really like. I don't like spend a lot of time looking back and seeing how many likes something got. I don't really care. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand really why comedians care that much about Twitter in the sense that like you, you know if you're funny or not because you stand up here and there's a real definitive answer to whether or not you're doing well. <laughs> Are they laughing or not? So uh-huh. like, yeah. Who cares if to me Twitter is. Well, kind of like you were saying, you're not risking anything in Twitter because you're sending it out from to your followers. From your house or whatever, it's it's not the same. And I, I get annoyed when people who are like casual tweeters think like, "Oh, I'm kind of a comedian." Like, yeah, yeah. no, you're not. <laughs> I do though. I will say I like that there that Twitter has um, given a platform to people with different types of voices, comedic voices that wouldn't always work as stand up. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. and I love um, I love coming upon those um, people. And or dogs. There's a there's a Twitter called Dog Solutions. I can't stop talking about. But yeah, that that's pretty fun. I've I don't know if I I don't think I've deleted tweets because I always I'm afraid like well if it was offensive and then someone screen caps it and they're like and they deleted it like people kind of make fun. Uh, those are the ones I would delete. Those the the times where I've gotten so angry that I've tweeted like a real angry um, fuck you. Ooh, That's fine. I, okay, yeah, like yeah. fuck you, this this camp of people or or whatever. Then I'm like, God, I I don't want to be that angry person. But mm-hmm. if I delete it, <laughs> and then someone has a, a screen cap and is like, she's also a you know, didn't won't stand behind her bitchy tweets or whatever. Yeah. Not I mean, I think deleting something that you just a joke that you later like I don't like is not a big deal. But when you reveal how you really feel about something, I feel like it's more dishonest to delete it. Sure. Yeah. Not to not to be not that I'm the um most honest person in the world, just that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I feel like I'm always trying to move toward, like, total honesty. Like, I, yeah. I grew up in a really kind of, rep- not repressed, it wasn't like Carrie or anything, but, like, <laughs> it was very Midwestern. You're not supposed to share your negative feelings, uh-huh. everyone's supposed to be polite, uh-huh. and then I kind of went the other way because I re- rejected that when I was, as a kid, and I was like, I want to be this offensive, I want to tell people what I really think, yeah. and I was just sort of a jerk for a while, and then so now I'm like, well, no, no, I want to try to, like, not be a jerk, but also 
be honest. I would like to get to, so like sometimes when people will say like, hey, I heard you saying uh, you didn't like some of my jokes. And I'll be like, yeah, no, that's true. I, if you want to work on them, we can do that. You know, but I don't want to be the guy who's like, oh, no, you're great. And then I go home and I'm like, that guy's a jerk or whatever. I want to, you know. Yeah. Wanna just be, you're a lot nicer of a person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's an but, attempt. It's not always success. But it's really more, it really is more of a genuine Niceness. Then I want I want everyone to think I'm nice, and there's a percentage of me that is genuinely kind, and then there's also part of me that will, behind closed doors, be like making making fun of someone who I think is a dingling. But <laughs> dingling. I, I but I that. would prefer if someone thinks I'm, if they think something bad about me, and I never find out. That's great. Mm-hmm. But like that's very ballsy that if someone confronts you you're like yeah i did say that i would be like i didn't i'm sorry i didn't mean it <laughs> no the, the flip I side is cave. i try not to say yeah i don't know I, i'm i'm working on it but i don't know i just don't um the one thing it's like it uh if you're always honest you don't really have to apologize because it's like well that is the way yeah. I feel, you know, or I'm mean, just kind of, but but also that's what they say about the uh, most successful, you know, like uh, like radio people, for mm-hmm. example. He speaks his mind. He's not going to apologize. Yeah. And that's what we love about him. But but sometimes speaks his mind can be like code for like says some bullshit, you know, yeah. like like oh, kinda, hey, you know, absolutely. kind of like a racist type dude or like a shock. He speaks his mind. But like, well, I don't want to. I don't want my mind to be full of negativity, and I, I try to like, empathize with people. But then my point is, I try to empathize with people. And if they're a really big jerk, then they're a jerk. And if a jerk uh, asks me, yes, you're a jerk. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna like pretend you're not a jerk. I feel like when a lot of people meet me, they really think I'm a big asshole. But it's you, I've heard I'm, you say that. Yeah. Oh, it's not my. That is the opposite of what I would think. Because that, that my first impression was like, oh. Brian's really nice, and he's nice to everybody, which is a oh, great. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm trying, but like a lot of com- a lot of new comics think I'm an asshole, but it's because like I also don't want to condescend to people and be pretend nice to them. So I'm just right. Like new comics, like, hey, did you watch my set? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and it's like, well, why not? It's like because you've been doing it six months. You don't want many watchers. It's fine. It's fine. You know. But like, I'm not gonna pretend like, oh yeah, it was great, killer stuff, man. But I don't want to blow smoke. Yeah, you know? no, that's good honesty. But, like, but, yeah, yeah. but I mean, you don't want to. You know, I'm not going to be like, that's a stupid shirt. I mean, sometimes honesty right. is a little unnecessary. Go home, never come back. Yeah, but like <laughs> sometimes it's just so exhausting if you're trying to please everybody to remember what you said and whatever. You know, whereas if, if you're just trying to, I don't know, if you're just honest, then mm-hmm. eventually people will be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I have a, uh, I found some, uh, since we're talking about Twitter here, I, uh, in the last few days, I was going through your guys' uh, Twitter feeds. Actually, this one is from yesterday, from Martha. I, oh, God. Like, yeah. The guy next to me on this oh. plane must have picked up on my silent travel rage because he just waved his hands at me in a warding-off gesture. That is, a tr- that is absolutely true. There that made me laugh out loud. a seat between us, and out of my peripheral vision, I see him go like that at me. Or... Maybe it wasn't at me, but it looked like it was. Uh-huh. And I was so mad traveling yesterday for no reason. Just the the um, lack of uh, security. Uh, I mean, the lack of feeling stable and secure when you're traveling. You're like, I don't know if my plane's going to be delayed or if it's going to go down. And I'm you're with a bunch of strangers. And it just makes me real mad where I, the whole day i'm like don't be a bitch to anybody don't be a bitch to anybody and then he picked up on it i think <laughs> i love well, that I and I, I, I yeah uh 
couple from Brian here. Uh, this one is from yesterday as well. Debuting a brand new 20 minutes tonight, Crash and uh, Acme for Crash and Burn. If you dislike me, this might be the show to see. I love yeah, that one. I figure this is really the show that people who don't like me should come to see because you can see me falling my ass a little bit more. And uh, Brian, this one is uh, from, I guess, the towards the beginning of March, and I... So it's a little old, but I I just love this. You need to get some credit for this. An escaped polar bear was shot dead at a German zoo. The weirdest part is the Germans have a specific word for that. <laughs> that is awesome, man. I actually might do that as a bit tonight. That's a, a bit that didn't quite make it into last night's set. But okay. I wasn't sure. I, every time I've run it by people, not everybody have kind of gotten the whole German word thing. Oh, okay. I'm trying to get tonight. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, Tim Slagle just stepped into the uh, the the club here. Uh, I want to get your opinion. Can he use things from Twitter on stage? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just it just can't be done on stage ever before. Just can't be done on stage. Yeah, ever he can't before. have workshopped it. Or, you know, uh, you know, open mics and whatnot. All right. And this was not a workshop. Yeah. <laughs> that is one handy thing I like about Twitter. I just put jokes on there, and and it's always funny when people are like, I don't like these jokes. These jokes suck. It's like, well, they're free. And you can totally ignore them so easily. Feel free to unfollow me at any time, you know. But I do yeah. like it when I'm just tossing off jokes. You're at the bank. You think of something. You put it on there. And, you know, then you go, oh, you know, 17 people like that stupid little joke or whatever. You're like, maybe I'll try that at open mic tonight. That one had 15 yeah. likes. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like I have a certain cap where I'm like, all right, that's not a surprise, surprise. Maybe I'll give that a whirl. Mm-hmm. You know, where, you know, it's not it's not a total indicator. I've tweeted stuff that I thought was funny, got nothing on Twitter, done it that same night the same way, and people love it live. Really? Um, yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's not a one-to-one, but sometimes you just like, like, well, it's worth giving it a shot, I guess. Yeah. You said uh, a few minutes ago that you don't like Twitter or Facebook, and this is a question for both of you. Is there a social media that you do like? No. No. <laughs> I'm an old person at heart. I like I like reading physical books. Yeah, I like handwritten letters. I like talking to people in person. Do you write handwritten letters to people? No, but I like to get them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I try to write handwritten things. I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not a tech guy. I'm not a yeah, and I don't. I genuinely believe if I had the choice. If there was a big red button that you could push that would delete the internet, I would delete the internet completely from existence. Really? There would be no internet. I think the world would be better off without an internet. And I'm not saying it hasn't brought a lot of positives. I, that's why I have a joke. On, uh, and, and I say the internet's like Kanye West. It's done some amazing things, but I still think we'd be all better off without it. <laughs> More harm than good. <laughs> How about you, Martha? I like Twitter, except when people hurt my feelings. But then I just block them instead of... Writing back, which is every time it's so much more satisfying because Mm -hmm. on uh, MySpace, um, my friend and I put up a few videos that we were intending to be funny, and some people commented mean stuff. And I would write back, like, What's your problem? and don't you have anything better to do? Whatever, just mad. And then they write back even more mean stuff, and you can't win. And on Twitter, if someone writes, like, You're an idiot. Just don't – I block them, and yeah. I never know that it hurt my feelings. Yeah. 75% of the time, by the way, no apostrophe in that you're. <laughs> 75? Yeah. 95. But other than that, I do – I like Twitter, and I kind of – I like Facebook, some things about it. Okay. I like the things what? about Facebook that oh, everyone complains about. People like, oh, it's just people taking pictures of their pets and their kids. I'm like, that's – Kind of what I want to see. It is cute. I like cute pet and baby pictures. Yeah, I'm. I'm noticing. Uh, like you know, I have two children, uh, two daughters, and 
Absolutely, that gets the most, uh, you know, attention. Yeah, Anything well, involving them. Some, yeah. I could say something that we did together, a picture, uh, and it's it's crazy. And then I see people like, you know what? I'm only on here to see pictures of people's kids yeah. and their pets. That's what I want. I don't want. I have no desire to debate anyone. Yeah, on which Facebook is a nice positive thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did the thing. I always tell people, here's the trick. I, I might have even said this on the last No Laugh Track. I tell everybody, do the Brian Miller. You go on Facebook and you hide every single individual person from your news feed. You can still see their page if you want, but they're just hidden, and you will not stumble into all these fights. It just yeah. makes it makes. I, 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 I my life. I save about an hour a day. I bet from when I used to be on Facebook. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I bet. I like that advice. Is there anything else uh, before we wrap this up? Anything else we should be mentioning about you guys going in the future besides Crash and Burn? No. Brian's going to France. Are you going to a, a foreign country next week? No, I'm going to Chicago. Oh, That's I've heard of that. Just for a couple of days. And then, um, and then Bloomington, Indiana at the end of the month. Ooh. And then hopefully just stay in Austin for a while. And find out about if there's a strike and then get back to work at ba- on uh, baskets. Yeah, whenever that at the earliest, we wouldn't do that till September. Oh. So I'll be in Austin a lot, which will be really nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Like I said, I'm uh, going to come to the show tonight, Wednesday night, and uh, then I'll have a whole different perspective uh, when we record a new no laugh track tomorrow with Tim Slagle and Emily Galati. So I'm. It's going to be, I'm really looking forward to that. Nice. So. Yeah. I think we did it, guys. Thank you very much, and uh, good Thank luck you. the rest of the week. Thank you. Boom. Thanks.